This is 100 Days of Dante, a podcast journey through Dante's divine comedy, one canto at a time. Join us online at 100daysofdante.com. Let's read together. One of the most moving images in Dante's great poem comes at the end of this canto, Canto 15 of the Inferno. We see a man racing off away from us, like the people who are racing in the annual foot race in Verona, racing for a prize of green cloth. And Dante says he looks more like one who wins than one who loses. This is a man in hell, yet he is more like one who wins than one who loses. What kind of hell is this where we meet such people? Dante is walking on top of a kind of raised dike alongside the river of tears on the one side of him. The vapor from this river rises up and somehow dissolves the flakes of fire that are falling from above, coming down to punish the sinners in this place, scorching them. So the river of tears protects him, the river of sorrow and the anguish of ages flowing down from the old man of Crete described in the previous canto. Do sorrow and tears protect you from something in hell? Do they protect your own humanity? At any rate, on the other side of Dante is the central character of this canto, Ser Brunetto Latini, one of the great men of Florence, Dante's mentor and friend, who walks below him on the burning sand. But as they walk together, separated by Dante's height on the dike, and by the eternal distance between the damned and the rest of humanity, Dante nonetheless honors him the whole way. I dared not descend from the path, he says, to walk alongside him, but I had my head bent down as a man who walks in reverence. Like Farinata before him, Ser Brunetto is one of the damned whom Dante honors, one to whom he clearly owes honor. And what is more, he is one that he loves. There's a heartbreaking scene of recognition as they meet. Are you here, Ser Brunetto? Are Dante's first words to him. As I was bending my face down to his, he says. It's as if to say, am I really seeing you here in hell, Ser Brunetto? As I look into that face, scorched by the fire of God's wrath, that cooked face, locotto aspetto, in Dante's terse, blunt Italian, it, it's not really a question, but an expression of dismay. As the scorched features Dante is seeing with his eyes cannot keep the recognition from his mind. So he bends down his face. Or rather, in an idiom that's, that's hard to render in English, I was bending down mine to his face, echinando la mia alla sua faccia. It is one of those brief moments of astonishing clarity and depth and beauty that happen so often in Dante's poem, bending down even in hell to that beloved face, echinando la mia alla sua faccia. For one of the striking features of Dante's hell is that so many of the people he meets there are so very, very human. 
They retain their humanity. They are astoundingly, outstandingly human, some of them. Others are like pigs or brutes. But this one, you here, said Brunetto, this one is as human as you and I, or even more so as they are seen by the eyes of the great poet whose mind cannot but recognize the humanity of a beloved friend even in a face cooked by the fires of eternal punishment. Dante's hell, in other words, does not dehumanize. It is, in that sense, a profoundly Christian hell. There are other kinds. I've taught this text in courses where we also read a memoir of life in Auschwitz, the Nazi concentration camp, written by Primo Levi, an Italian Jew who loved Dante and who recites verses from the Inferno while he is in Auschwitz, in order to remember what it's like to be human, in order to reclaim and remember just a bit of his humanity. In the rest of his memoir, Primo Levi shows us what a truly dehumanizing hell looks like from the inside, where it eats away at your humanity and numbs human sensibility and destroys human solidarity, turning everyone into beasts devouring one another. We do meet people like that in Dante's hell, people devouring one another, especially when we hit bottom. But I think part of Dante's point is that they have done this to themselves. The hell they suffer is an outward reflection of the inward violence they've done to their own human nature. And Ser Brunetto himself is in the circle of those who have done violence to their own human nature. He is a sodomite, named after the city of Sodom in the Bible, one who has perverted human nature by pursuing people of the same sex for his own sexual gratification. We know that's his sin because that's his placement in the structure of hell, but he and Dante say nothing about it in their conversation. It's an irrelevant topic in their friendship and love for one another. Perhaps that's why it takes Dante some effort to recognize him in his scorched condition, disfigured by the consequences of a sin that Dante, it seems, knows nothing of. Instead, they talk about Dante's future. It's clear Ser Brunetto is still Dante's mentor encouraging his talent, warning him not to get mixed up with the wrong kind of people, the harsh and brutal folk near Fiesole in Florence. It's striking. Here's a sinner down in hell giving moral advice and passing judgment on people above. Here's a man who has been banished from human nature, as Dante puts it. And yet, as he walks along beneath Dante, Dante keeps bending down to him in reverence and takes his words to heart. For this damned sinner is still achingly human, still Dante's friend and mentor, giving him advice and affection, and he is heartbreakingly human as he races off more like one who wins than one who loses. For this is not a Nazi hell, the kind of hell humans create in order to dehumanize fellow human beings. It is a Christian hell containing persons made in the image of God, including this dear, good, fatherly image, as Dante calls him. 
The Christian hell is, after all, not for pigs and beasts who are incapable of real sin, but for human beings. And it matters that it is human beings we find there. Their humanity is honored, even when they are being punished for doing violence to it themselves. Are you here, Ser Brunetto? You? Let me bend down to your scorched human face. You. Thank you for reading Dante's Divine Comedy with us. Continue the journey at 100daysofdante.com. 100 Days of Dante is brought to you by the Baylor University Honors College with support from the Tory Honors College at Biola University, the Templeton Honors College at Eastern University, the University of Dallas, Whitworth University, and Gonzaga University in Florence.